Welcome back to episode 13 of Skates at the Stakes. I'm your host, AJ DeVito, and today we're brought to you with Connor. Connor, how you doing? No, that's your favorite song, Wonder Wall. Wonder Wall. We would use it on a uh, more special occasion. Uh, uh, Well, there's a guy named Oliver Wallstrom that's come to town. You know what his last name is? Wallstrom. Wonder Wall. Thanks, AJ. Thanks. I heard he's pretty good. I heard he's pretty good. American Sniper, might I add. Uh, and, we're, of course, we're brought... We're, we got Jakey here with us. Jakey, how you doing? What's up? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing good. A little tired, you know. Just waited a few hours to record a podcast. Not a big deal. And last <laughs> but not least, we have Steve. Steve, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> oh, okay. Good talk. Uh, Steve will be joining shortly, and we started without him, and this is going to be really funny looking back at it. But you'll get into it. You'll see. It's going to be really funny. Trust me. The Islanders, since the last time we talked, have won 3-0-1, lost the overtime game to Pittsburgh. Who did we beat? We beat New Jersey, Pittsburgh, and Buffalo. Looking really good. Obviously, the highlight of everything going on right now has to be Oliver Wallstrom. This kid's a stud. Everything we've been asking for since... Probably before the John Tavares days. We always wanted that elite sniper winger, and we finally have it in Oliver Wallstrom. Boys, how are we feeling about Ollie, Wally, Ollie, whatever everyone whatever everyone wants to call him? Who cares? He's ours, and he's Oliver Wallstrom. Oh, he's unleashed, and it's something to see. You could just see over the course of these games, his game just growing and growing and getting better and better. And sure, at first, he wasn't really... Producing much, he got a point here there with an assist. But once he got, well, minus the the ricochet goal he got a while back against what was it the Capitals, once he got his own his own goal against the Boston Bruins, he's been on fire, man. And it's it's a beauty to watch. His confidence getting bigger and bigger, and he's gonna be great. Wow, Connor, you might have just hit the amount of words you said the last three episodes combined in that one sentence right there. We're really proud of you. Now, we're all waiting for. Jake Mauer's response to Oliver Wallstrom, the guy you fanboy over, even though you're maybe a few months younger than him, which is, hey, not going to judge, but you do you. <laughs> Take the floor. I know you've been waiting for this. I mean, hey, I mean, I warned, I warned you all. Jackson, I know you're listening, you dumb bitch. <laughs> um, ever since the Boston game where he scored with to make it like 7-2, and then Saturday the Pittsburgh game beat the... Um, past the Brock Nelson on the power play, and then the shot on Sunday, the shot we've all been waiting for, that shot, and I think everyone kind of realized that he has a sick shot. And then on Monday, wait, yeah, it was Monday. Tuesday, was but Tuesday. no one's counting. Uh, Tuesday, that goal to open up the game against the Devils, like a sick shot, and he almost did it again tonight. Like, same shot at the post. Like, you can see the release, and but- Butchie, Butchie loves his release. He always, Butchie's always talking about his release, and... And it's really special, and he's getting better game by game. Trotz is really impressed. I know we're all scared because Staple messed up and said he wasn't 
on the roster on Tuesday, and then he scored. So I'm so excited. And again, we've been looking for the sniper for a while now, and it's crazy how a team passed on Dobson and Wallstrom back to back. It's crazy. Not even that a team passed on them back to back. The guys in front of them, Evan Bouchard, he's gonna be solid. He's not better than Noah Dobson. And Kratsov, I don't even want to get into that right now with Kratsov because who knows what he's going to be, but we know what Wallstrom is right now. And I would, all I've heard my entire, since we drafted him, oh, Kratsov better, Kratsov better, Kratsov better. What? I haven't seen him do anything yet. I don't care what he's doing in the KHL. Oh, he scored a nice goal in the KHL. Wallstrom's doing it in the NHL, and that's all I could ask for. And I'm more than happy with Oliver Wallstrom. He's going to be a stud. Oh! Is Steve here? He's here. Round of applause. <laughs> and last but not least, joining the podcast, our favorite co-host, Steve. How you doing, buddy? A uh, little late to the recording session. Right now we're talking about Oliver Wallstrom. What are your thoughts of Wallstrom the last four games since the 7-2 Boston game? I mean, he's, he's a different player from the first... Like eight games he's played um, on my team, he might be allowed. Yeah, he's uh, nice. Uh, what the hell? Hold, I'm sorry. What is Connor holding right now? Connor has a hamster. Uh, sorry, it's my roommate's hamster. She, she's bugging me right now. That it's, is that is phenomenal. It's Connor's nervous hamster when he records. It calms him down. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why I've talked. It's why I've talked so much tonight. Yeah, Steve, you missed it. He said like ten words in a row. Keep it up, Connor. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Walsh was just unreal. I don't know. He, he's his shot. Like, every time he shoots the puck, like, it might go in. Like, it is a good fucking shot. Like, it is a good shot. It goes in. All right, we're just fucking with you. We haven't started recording yet. Makes sense. No, we've been recording the entire time. Go fuck yourself. Welcome to episode 13 of Skates at the Stakes. So, like we said, 3-0-1. Lost to Pittsburgh. That was a really crappy game. And our favorite... Crystal Tang got the overtime winner. I believe Brock Nelson scored on a power play. Very nice pass from Oliver Wallstrom. Matt Barzal scored. And who was the other guy that scored for the Islanders? Or was it? No, that was it. That was it, right? We lost 3 2. No. Oh, 4 3. Same shit. Bailey. Who? Red Connor? Oh, Connor's favorite, Josh Bailey. Lots Connor about Josh Bailey scoring a goal. I would love it if he started playing better. I'm not going to diss him for that. Good job, bud. Wow. Are you going to keep bringing him up every time he gets a point now? Yes. You're going to keep right. touching that hamster? Okay. If, that, if that's what it takes for Josh Billy to do well, I'm completely fine with it. Oh, and we, yeah, we have to talk about the uh, Crosby goal. Varlamov had a stinker. He slipped on the Crosby goal in the power play. And then Latang, I think he just missed it. I was working, so I couldn't watch too closely. McCann was a minute into the period, and then the Latang goal was just a terrible wrist shot. Kind of a knuckle puck, but we outplayed them once again, and we lost. Pittsburgh really has a number this year. Kind of sucks, but it was bound to happen. We have owned them the last few years after the, uh, what's it called, first-round sweep. Any thoughts on that game? It's the same shit. Yeah, yeah, that was obviously Varlamov's worst game of the year. He's definitely three or four in the Vesna candidate, so 
Can't really blame the guy. He's been a stud all year. One bad game. Sucks to lose that game. Sucks to lose on home ice to Pittsburgh, nevertheless. And sucks to see Chris Letang happy. I cannot stand him. Probably my least favorite player on the Penguins. I also hate Matheson, like we've said 50 times on this podcast, but... Once and forever, fuck Chris Letang. I don't really think we have to cover that game anymore. I think that we served its uh, justice. On to the Ilya Sorokin and Oliver Walsham show. Now, back when we drafted Walsham, we all knew this kid's going to be a stud, and we knew Sorokin was going to be a stud. But we were never sure if we'd have him on the same team, because, you know, we're the New York Islanders. Nothing ever works out for us. And boy, did the next day, after losing to Chris Letang, that son of a bitch, we just played the most perfect hockey game ever. 2-0 shutout win. Sorokin, I think, only made 18 saves. And I think we had two power play goals, if I do recall. I believe Walsham scored, sniped one on, I think it was DeSmith, I believe. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, it was it was DeSmith. And then Walsham got a secondary assist after Pajot scored. I believe it was Pajot yeah. from Bailey and Walsham, I believe. Yeah. Wow, my memory's on fire. And Ilya Sorokin, like I said, had a shutout, 18 saves. He didn't even have that great of a game. He did nothing. We just dominated Pittsburgh like we have all year, and it finally went in our favor. They did nothing against us. We utterly destroyed them. Yeah, it was the Walsh. And Walsh didn't even get all that shot, by the way. He literally was, like, on his back foot. And just, like, nipped it. Unreal. All I'm going to say right now is if Walsham keeps it up, I know he didn't get a point tonight. If he keeps on scoring and he brings the points up a little bit, there's going to be a race between him and Kaprizov. He already has, I think, the same amount of goals as Kaprizov, Kaprizov, whatever you want to call him. Brennan Walsham has four four goals for us, eight, eight points in 16 games. That's like 0.5 points per game. It's pretty good. Thanks for doing the math for what us. Does I don't, have? He has, I think, 16 in 20 games. He's played a lot more, but they also had a shutdown. So He's also on their first are. line also. Yeah, he also has a ton of time, and he's four years older. Yeah, well, it's going to be the whole... I don't... I mean, I just, it, he still has to pass Stutzel and Lankinen for the Calder runner-up and all that crap. He has 17 points in 20 games. Yeah, I mean, Kaprizov's insane. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, nothing, nothing against him. But if Walsham keeps good. scoring and Kaprizov's just getting assists, you can, you can make the debate that Walsham could be up there. We'll see. There's a lot of time left. Well, I mean, there's actually not that much time left now that I think about it, but there's still time left. We'll see what happens. If Walsham somehow steals a Calder, though, that'd be awesome. Very good bet, too. I think he's, like, plus 2,000. No one's really talking about him, surprisingly, for how good he's been. So that was the second game that we had to cover. Game number three, New Jersey. I did not watch a single second. Well, I watched maybe 30 seconds of this game. I was at the Ranger game. I know Steve was at the game. So, Steve, here's your time to shine. Take it away. Well, that was that was an unbelievable game. I mean, it was pure domination. Um, first period was it was a good period, I think, for both teams. No one scored. It was pretty eventless first 60, uh, I mean, 40. Um, no goals in the first or second. The second got scary, though, because uh, – we took a two pen. We had a five on three, and we killed it off. And we took another penalty. We literally had the first like six minutes in the second period on a penalty kill, and we killed that off. And I, I think at that moment I knew we were gonna win. Like that was that's a momentum. Like if they the Devils literally could have scored like two goals on that, and they didn't, 
Farley was good. The defense was good. In the third period, Wallstrom, also the highlights, probably watched it like 50 times. He just walked in. I think it was on Kulikov and just absolutely just took a wrist shot down and see it coming. Um, in my seats, it was like right in front. Like literally right in front of where we were shooting twice, like where Wallstrom scored. So, and I was like, I didn't even see it coming. I like fucking, I was like, oh. Like I literally didn't expect him to shoot that. And he sh- his shot's so fucking fast that like just happened. And then Andersley um, worked around, got a rebound. And then like Connor brought up. Poorly shut out, ruined. From a garbage goal from Miles Wood. Who else? Oh, well, and he, also Miles Wood, he, he fell like seven times. Um, keep up his, his good work. And yeah, that was about it. So, you broke down the game perfectly. Walsh, beautiful goal. Lee, greasy goal. Barlam up, shut out, ruined by uh, whatever the... I almost said Kevin Rooney. Miles Wood. I saw Kevin Rooney play hockey. Let's go more into how the game, like, game experience was. So, did they have all the food for you at your game? At the Protecto Center? Yeah, I didn't get food personally, but, um... They had like just the concessions like open, just like normal actually. Really for like, was, for MSG yeah, and the team store, the line, it was everything was basically normal. I think you could order on your phone as well if you wanted to. You could do contact. You if you if you wanted to, you could do a contactless order. It was on the NHL app. You that, go on the Devils website or whatever, and you just they don't have much, but like you can do that. But there was um, very few concessions open, but there was like yeah. Like a normal line, like you would at a normal game. That's honestly, which I thought was interesting. That's honestly cool. Now they can speak. Um, for MSG, they had nothing open. Team store wasn't open. They did have a uh, concession, not concession. They had like little pop up shops, kind of. But they only had a Ranger stuff. Obviously, I'm at a Ranger game. I was looking to get a Julius Randall Knicks T-shirt. Shout out King of New York. Um, kind of annoyed me. I couldn't get one. Is what it is. For the food. They had hot dogs, M&M's, pretzels, and Twizzlers. That's the only four things of food you could buy in the arena. Every concession stand, that's all they would serve. That w- was open. Well, see, that that's less than what you see at the cafe shop at Iceworks. Exactly. I was like, what the hell? I want my chicken tenders and french fries, man. I was so sad about that. I ended up spending $8. Actually, I, don't know. I spent $8 at the world's most overrated arena. For a fucking boiled hot dog. That I could have got for $2 outside. All I'm saying. Yeah, I said, you know, I'm not getting food here. We're getting Wawa. That's what we did. Well, I mean, I literally had no choice. I I did have Hurricanes. Uh, Wild Wings. Shout out, Cal. Love Hurricanes. If you ever go to Hurricanes, I would honestly recommend Coco Loco. Very good. Uh, yeah, but they literally had no food options. It's kind of annoying. Also... Very annoying for me. Two hours after I bought my tickets to go to the Rangers game, the Devils announced that they were allowing fans in. And, obviously, for the game against the Islanders. Which I would have went to, but I already had my ticket to the Ranger game. Uh, for the PCR test, they obviously nothing crazy there. Checking in, did they go through it thoroughly, or did they just, like not really care for you? Um, well, we came in a little later. Um... So there was like, <clears throat> excuse me, there was no line, and they literally just took the temperature on my wrist. That's what they. That's, I mean, that's really all I did. Obviously, when they were security scanning crap, but did they look at your negative test or no? No, New York is the only state that I not only state, but um, New Jersey does not require tests. Oh really? Yeah. 
All right, so cool. We'll, we'll just get tickets and we're going to go where you're working in PCR oh, test. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely I didn't even know about that. All right, cool. Um, Yeah, so obviously for New York, you had a PCR test. They went through it. And then for MSG, you had to do this survey, this health quote-unquote survey on the app. I didn't do it. My friend Vin did it for me. Shut up, Vin. No, you, you're not listening. But so I go up there, and the girl asked me for my survey. I'm like, what survey? And then Vin sends me it, and he's like, who's AJ? I'm like, oh, shit, because my real name's Anthony. And she's like, oh, that's you? Okay. I was like, I was like, about well, shit myself. Like, oh, you're not going to let me in because my name on there? I would have murdered Vin on the spot. I had a good time, at least. Uh, I went with a few of my friends. I know you went with Dan. Islanders win. Rangers did win. It was a good game. I didn't really care. You know. Laugh scored. Yay, I guess. Live hockey. Live hockey. Can't complain. Can't good complain. times. Good yeah. people. It's good to be back, at least. I'm very... I can't... Dude, I... Thinking about going on an Islander game is going to get me emotional. I cannot wait. Hopefully, a friend of ours pulls through for that. and That'd be insane. I need to be back at the barn. Um, I know Connor's expecting to go to the home opener, so maybe he'll give us some insight for that. Big speaking moment for Connor. Uh, hopefully. That's a big if, man. I mean, I gotta be home, and my dad's gonna want to be willing to give me a ticket for it, but, uh... Tommy! I'm also the nurse, so hopefully she'll be able to go to the, um... The, the, North, the Northwell one they're doing on the 11th. So that'd be kind of cool, but other than that... Uh, I'm going to take any chance I can get to get a ticket. You can't get them anywhere. Can't get them on SeatGeek, StubHub. Well, I mean, I think you can on SeatGeek, but they're like $600, so you can't get them on SeatGeek, like I said. Yeah, I think we'll go right into the last game before we break down some other things we want to talk about. We played Buffalo tonight, or yesterday, since we recorded this a little bit later. Shout out, Steve. Uh, we did win 5-2. to two. Might have been the most boring win that we scored five goals in ever i mean i had to take a midterm during my test so i wasn't really into it the first period and it was just like it was just we it's buffalo who cares it's an easy win it's like playing detroit last year matt martin scored two goals elite goal scorer shout out matt martin noah dobson shout out mia a lot of shout outs this episode but dobson opened up the scoring barzal got his point so we can celebrate matt martin did score two like i said Bovillier, breakaway goal, beautiful goal. Very nice to have Bo Bomba back. We all miss Bo. We all love Bo. Playoff Bo just hits different. And then Jordan Eberle, who's been outstanding this year, once again, strikes again. Once again, strikes again. That's a weird, weird forward combo. Yeah, that was all five of our goals. We gave up two. Sorokin's shutout streak finally ended. Very sad. And Taylor Hall scored. Second goal of the year for Taylor Hall. We will get into him in a little bit also with the whole trade deadline coming up because his name has not been talked about enough he might be staying he might be going we'll get into that and Reese the line scored Jack Eichel did get an assist so all the Jack Eichel rumors too have been in outstanding no not outstanding crazy considering the Rangers think they're gonna get him and they might knowing our look I don't really think there's much too much to talk about the owners look really good the Sabres didn't right Matt Martin snipe of the year Oh, that goal is dirty. He was he lo- that was literally an Andrew goal where you're behind the net and somehow goes in. <laughs> literally an Andrew goal. Like first thing I thought of. Everyone played good. I can't even think of like oh it was just like it's playing Buffalo. You can't really like get it like too like heavily. Yeah, we won or yeah like we didn't play good enough. You know, it's just Buffalo at this point, and we play them two more times now. So hopefully we can take the other two. We looked really good. I'm happy. 
I don't think really there's much more to be said about them, right? Yeah, I mean, you're playing Buffalo, you expect to win, and they got the job done. Alright, so... We'll push off the trade deadline stuff first. We had another little topic of talk. So we were talking about the Blue Line Deli. And Steve was talking about, oh, whenever I go to a deli, I got to get a chicken cutlet sandwich. And I'm like, that's fair. But I think the worst thing at a food place, not saying any food place in particular, is when you get a chicken cutlet or a piece of chicken that's bad and you like just, you know, like you can't eat it because it's like a bad piece of meat. I think that is the worst thing ever at a food place. Lots. Oh, like one of those pieces of cartilage that, like, it's kind of chewy. You just like, can't, yeah, and you can't chew through it. Yeah, it's like, it's one of those, it just like feels hard. hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that might be the worst thing in the world. It's one of the most disappointing things, at least. Disgusting? Definitely. Just kind of ruins your meal. You kind of don't want to, you, like, you don't trust the rest of the meal. Because you think it's going to be Yeah, if I went to a deli and experienced that, I mean, I... Personally, the delis I go to, I've never experienced that. But if I ever went to a deli and experienced that, I certainly would not go back to that deli. Oh, I'd, I'd be pissed. Yeah, but what if like, you... I okay. Should not have those. Like, deli chicken colors are really, like, good. So they should never be, like... Maybe one day you'll get, like... I still, like, they're usually really, really good. If it happens one out of 30 dogs. times, though, you know. Yeah, I guess, like, it happens once at the end of the world. But sometimes you can tell even if it's, like, a sauce chicken as funny as that sounds I think no I know that's like I think that honestly is the worst feeling in the world personally especially after you spend your money well, on it I have experienced that from like Wendy's or McDonald's I've had like just like the chicken sandwich you got from like a 4-4 or something it's Wendy's is actually I think the best but I expect it from like a fast food place more than I, more than like anywhere else I disagree with you Wendy's chicken sandwiches I cannot eat anymore well, I mean, I food poisoning just no, 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 not even because I got food poisoning once. Every time I have a Wendy's chicken sandwich, which I haven't had in almost probably a year now, I'd have to throw it up because, like, I just feel it in the back of my throat and it would just make me nauseous. I don't know why. It's weird. It happened like three or four times now, too. So it's like I just can't have them anymore. I guess it's weird. I'm it's not complaining. Sign. Yeah, no, I don't eat fast food that much anyway. So, Jake, I'm surprised. You're a big foodie, as we all know. Do you have any bad experiences with a bad piece of chicken? Not really, no. Every every place I go, Big Man knows his chicken places, you know what I mean? Shout out Big Man. So I guess that will be our little uh, random talk crap of the day. But we'll, we'll go right into the deadline now. Deadline is coming up in five weeks, I believe. We have our first round pick, our second round pick, the two second round picks from Colorado. We have a lot, and I guess Kiefer Bell is now. We have a lot of guys to work around. Uh, well, a lot of picks to work around if we do want to get a guy. There are a few guys out there. I think we'll go around, name one each, so we don't like go through it really quickly. The guy I think we might get, but I don't want to get, would be Taylor Hall, like I was saying before. We've wanted Taylor Hall for years now, and now that we wouldn't want him, we would get him. I don't think his price would be that high. He's having a pretty poor season, but who knows? His cap hit would be a lot. Obviously, Buffalo would take half because it's a one-year deal. I think it would cost a first and Bellows, maybe another prospect. I don't think his his price would be high, but I also don't want to get rid of our first round pick because we could use it for Seattle. So I'm going to say Taylor Hall could be a guy we could like look after, but I really don't want to make a trade. Jake, who do you think the Islanders could go after? I was seeing this guy in the National Powers. His name's Victor Arvidsson. Not having the best year, but he had three assists tonight. 
Um, goal scoring years past, I think would be a good guy for the third line. Has some size. I don't think his contract is that bad. So, uh, again, like you said, I don't really want a trade. You know, I think we're pretty good right now, lines-wise. Uh, maybe a depth defenseman. I don't know who's available. Maybe Ekholm. A guy like the Predators should get rid of, like, every rent that they've got because that farm system is brutal and their team's brutal. So, either Arvidsson or a depth defense like Ekholm because Green is old and, you know, if something happens, like, who's going to be the next defenseman? Like, you can't. I don't think you can trust Hickey or Ajo, you know what I mean? So You're not getting Matias Ekholm at the price of what he would be for a depth defenseman. Well, I don't know who else is, like, available. John Merrill, who I was going to say after, because I said only say one person, we'll get into the other guys after. Connor, the floor is all yours. Well, I don't really expect to do much at the floor, because I'm just... One, I don't really pay that much attention to uh, uh, up-and-coming either free agents nor people that we could get at a deadline. But, um, yeah, I'm just going to hold the fast line. There's no need to be trading anybody or for anything to get rid of anybody or to get anybody, because... um. We're in a good spot. All four lines are looking great. The only real spot that I see we need to fill is, like, a final piece on that third line to solidify, like, Paggio, Wallstrom. Um, every line has great chemistry, and I wouldn't want to ruin that. And I don't think we really need... Like, sure, if we start dipping in production, maybe we need somebody. But for right now, I don't think it's necessary. Steven? Yeah, I think Paggio was honestly, like, a huge missing piece we needed and on the third line, and like Connor said, freaking the chemistry is really good. We're buzzing right now, and I think Barry and Lou value the chemistry very much. As you can see, we've had a very similar team with us since they've arrived. We kind of we kind of kept our our group. Um, so yeah, I think that's what I told AJ. Like I can see like a depth move. I made John Merrill sure because our D we've been very lucky. We've actually had zero defensive injuries. We had the same freaking defense literally all year. So maybe because after that you go to Aho and Hickey. The D depth isn't unbelievable. Maybe you get another defenseman um, or a depth forward. I can't see us going big. I can't see Louis trading his first round pick or second round pick back to back years, especially with the expansion coming up. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if we do something small, um, but I would be very surprised if we did something big, especially with the chemistry and the kind of the way we're playing right now. Yeah, I agree. Like I said. Um, the thing is, this is probably a really bad first round, um, depth, depth, why, sorry, I can't speak. Really no one that great out there. It's kind of a mad draft. So if there was a first round, round pick to trade, it would be this year's, but who knows? One guy that I was kind of thinking about, well, two guys from the same team that are kind of realistic. I don't know what the price would be for Miles Wood. He'd fit in the third line left wing spot. And I really don't know, but Pavel Zaka has been outstanding this year. I don't know if they'd want to get rid of him. But if he doesn't cost that that much with his contract, they're probably not going to want to trade him. But if they would, I would definitely field an offer for him. He could easily fit that third line left wing spot, play solid offense. I'm not sure how he is defensively, but he's. I think he's on a 10-game point streak or was on a 10-game point streak before tonight. And I think he'd be perfect with Pajon Walsham. But, like I said, very long, low chance that they would trade him. I think you definitely got to get another center. And you need a depth defenseman, realistically. But if Zaka's out there, you get Zaka. Or you just keep the first-round pick. And you use it and hopefully get rid of Ladd to Seattle. 
Like we did with uh, Grabowski, I think. Yeah, Grabowski for Vegas. Right? Yeah, I think that's our most likely path, I think. I think they definitely have that in mind. Do you, do you think um, Zaka would be available? Huh? Do you think Zaka would be available, though? No, not Zaka. Maybe he would, but he'd probably even Paul Mary more than Zaka, but... I don't, yeah, I don't think Zaka. I'd rather have Zaka than Paul Mary. Especially now, if he's even like serving a little bit, they'll definitely want to keep him because he's kind of he's definitely not been a disappointing first round pick for them. But this is probably gonna be his best year, so I'd assume they're gonna it'll give them even more motivation to keep him. Yeah, I don't see them getting rid of him. But if they were like gonna sell hot on him, I'd be over that for his contract. I think he makes two point two five for next year as well. Very good contract. Very good player and. For a third liner, that that would make us a very sick team. It won't happen. Don't get your hopes up. But that's the one guy if I could take to be a third liner for the New York Islanders. Besides, you know, Leon Dreisaitl or Connor McDavid. That's realistic. I think Zaka could be a realistic answer. Uh, I think that's about it for trade talk. I don't think you know there's too many guys that are known to be out there. If we get Hall, I'll laugh my ass off because I don't, no one really wants Hall anymore, especially at a high price. I think we might just be ready to go into Jake's prospect corner. That's what we're going to call it now. Yeah. All right. So, like last week, since our last podcast, Bridgeport only played one game, and it was today. They lost 4-1. The only goal was from Dimitri. Is it Dimitri or Dimitro? It's Dimitro, right? Yeah. Uh, Dimitro Timoshov, he got a second of the year. Assisted by Kubiak and Van de Sample. Uh, again, they've only played one game. Um, both explain the team performance. He's got five and six. Holmstrom's got four and six. Um, what I'm hearing is he's been playing a lot better. Like, he had a good junior tournament, but apparently he's been really putting his game to second gear, which is good to see. Um, other guys in other leagues that I've been paying attention to, William DeFore was injured for a few weeks. He had a really good start to the season. First game back, he scored today. Got a 16th of the season. Has 27 points in 22 games in the QM at QMJHL. Alex Jeffries, who we took with our first pick. No, no, Lujan Krabs was the first one. So we got him in the fourth round now. Uh, he's in Merrimack College, which I think is in Mass. He's got 10 points in 12 games. Um, pretty good guy to pay attention to. Robin Sallow, again, we bring him up every time. AJ's got a Sallow jersey. His mom follows a podcast. He's got 29 points in 44 games. And uh, hopefully we'll see him in Bridgeport in a few months. In Chicago, brought up last week, Short King, 5'7". He's got 25 points in 37 games. And, yeah, that's it. Uh, Hosang scored today, and uh, I know we don't count that as a, po- uh, a prospect, but he's been scoring for wherever he's playing now. So, yeah. Hopefully Bridgeport can play more games because one game a week is, you know, boring. But, you know. You going to say you know anymore? What? You gonna say you know again? You know? Oh my god. I mean Bridgeport really nothing to talk about. They're never constantly good. Not that the our prospect pool's good. Brent Thompson isn't that great of a coach in my opinion. Even when we do have talent down there, they kinda suck. Like Walsham didn't do that great in the AHL. Holmstrom has looked pretty solid. I haven't watched a game, but I've only heard good things about Holmstrom. He might be Dow Close replacement in a year or two. Who knows? He's a project. and No one knows about him still. It's kind of weird. I think that kind of wraps up. Yeah, I mean, Dufour is going to be a stud. Oh, 
prospects. Stapes' article did mention how Salo and Goloshev could come over and be quote-unquote trade accusations, bring everything back together. They could play this season, supposedly, I believe. I don't know how that's going to work. But I don't really see too much in Goloshev. He's been kind of carried by some KHL legends. I'd take him. Or no, no, was that Goloshev? It might have been Goloshev. I don't know. It might have been No, no, that was Jan Kovar. Apologies. Goloshev is actually pretty solid. Jan Kovar is an Islanders legend, though, as we all know. And Robin Salo, you know how much we all love him on this podcast. He'd be a very good defensive addition. Get some food for thought. Anyone, anything to say about our prospects? Do four the stud? Think I, I think Jake covered it pretty well, I'd say. Are we, are we ready for Ask Away? Yeah. This will be a shorter episode. I'm not complaining. Our Ask Away episodes are usually like an hour long. This is only going to be like 40, 50 maybe. We'll see. Jake, take right, it away. Sorry. All right. Ken brought this up. Uh, it wasn't a question, but definitely something we should bring up. Um, I just want to send love, prayers uh, to Corey Schneider. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but Corey Schneider's been away from the team for a week now. Uh, his 14-year-old nephew was involved in a tragic accident, and he saw, set up a GoFundMe. They're only a couple of hours away from hitting our goal. I know us at Skate to the Stakes are going to donate, so I want all the fans here to donate as well. We love Corey, and just want everyone to donate for a good fund. So thank you, Ken, for bringing that up. You know, it wasn't a question. We appreciate it a lot. Second question is from Vin. So who do, who do the Rangers give up for Jack Eichel? I don't care. I really don't. Yeah, I don't care. Does he, does he forget what podcast this is? Yeah. I mean, we'll take. Well, I guess we'll take the. We'll, we'll okay. We'll enter it seriously. Yeah. If you're gonna get, if you're gonna get Eichel, it's gonna take Kako, a first round pick, Nils Lundqvist, and another prospect or Maybe pick. Schneider. I don't think Brady Schneider, probably like Barron or another, uh, what's the defense they have? Robertson, maybe? Yeah. Probably something like that. Eichel's going to cost way too much. It might not be worth it. He is a top five to six center, but his cap hit is a lot. I don't know. I do see the Rangers getting, uh, potentially getting him. They have the assets, but will they do it? Who knows? I hope they don't because I love Jack Eichel. I don't know. This year, Eichel definitely needs a fresh start somewhere else. I don't know who's going to get traded this year. He just doesn't look the same, obviously, with COVID and everything going on. It's tough for everyone. So you can't fault the guy if he's not having a great season. He's having a bad season. He's producing. He's not scoring as much as we, we know him as, you know, one of the best goal scorers in the league when he's on. So I guess we'll see where Eichel goes. Hopefully it's not to the Rangers after... They stake every player we like and make us hate them. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I mean, there's other two scenarios for this Jack Igo thing. You'd rather keep him and build around him, which I don't think is possible considering you're paying Jeff Skinner $9 million for six years to be on the bench. You're paying a post $6 million to do nothing. You're paying Taylor Hall, even though that's just for one year. They have a lot of bad contracts. They have an idiotic GM, they have bad owners, and there's just no way you can build around a guy and convince him to stay. They've had they've had him for about seven years now. Again, a very talented center, and they've refused to build around him. So um, I would trade him, get him King's ransom, and just start fresh. And if I'm the if I'm the Rangers, do you trade Mika? I don't know. Mika's struggling. Do you trade him? I don't know. It has to either involve Mika is 
the trade piece or it's Kako. It has to start with that. A pick, a high prospect like Nils. Nils is very talented and another prospect. It's going to take a lot considering Jack Eichel is already a top five center and he's top five, six center around the league. He's very talented. When he's playing, when he's not like miserable, you can see he's miserable. You, you watch him play today. He is miserable. When he's not miserable, you can see how talented he is and what he would do for that Rangers team would be insane. But again, we're now on the podcast, so hopefully he goes to the Kings. Yeah, playing on the Sabres just seems like a depressing time. So, um, when we know who Jack Eichel is, he'll leave whenever he leaves, which I think he will eventually. Probably not this year, maybe next year. You never know. But, um, yeah, Buffalo's just a hot mess right now. Gotta get out of there. Yeah, I mean, well said. Do you want to bring up that Bell's quote real quick? Yeah, I got it. Um, I don't know. This Again, this was pregame. I don't know. He was asked about it. But Barry Trotz said this about Kiefer Bellows. You have to earn your way back in. Kiefer was handed the keys early because he earned it. He played okay. He's probably in a waiting pattern to see if he can get back in. And honestly, I don't know if he can get back in. Dal Cole is playing very well right now. That line has been very good right now. And honestly, would you change it up? I wouldn't. Maybe eventually if there's an injury for sure. But right now I'm not taking a healthy Dal Cole out of the lineup. Does Bellows get in over Leo Komarov is the next question. Obviously, as fans, we'd say yes, but Leo Komarov has been very good the last few games also, and Bellows really hasn't when he played. He's, he's not bad. He's just not good either. Leo's at least playing solid defense as much as it pains me to say it. He hasn't been bad. He's been playing pretty good. I would like to, I would like to see Bellows get in eventually, but right now I don't think we should touch anything the way we're playing. We're yeah. playing really well. There's no reason to touch anything. Maybe injuries happen, whatever. We got to rut, but... Yeah, I think he'll get it eventually this year, but I don't. Right now, it's it's he's not even a thought right now. The way we're playing, I wouldn't hate getting him to Bridgeport if he can play, because like him just practicing doesn't really do anything for him. Like not that there's that much hope for him anyway, but like at least he can <laughs> play down there. You know, like I feel bad because like I hear he's a really nice guy and he's a good player. Like he has some skill, but you know. Where did you hear that he's a really nice guy? My friend met him. Okay, well, I met him too. <laughs> My source. Solid guy. So, yeah, I mean, sure. yeah. I like Bellows, don't get me wrong. I've said this probably every episode we recorded. I don't see a future with him with this team. I want him to have a future on this team. I want him to be so good. I just don't see it personally. And I want him to prove me wrong. Nothing more yeah. in this world I want him to prove me wrong, but I just don't see it personally. 100%. The only time I had hope in him was when he was going off, I think, two years, uh, was it 2018-19 preseason? He didn't make the team then, so. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him at the draft, but, like, it's a complete different player. But, uh, Gino asked, do you think the struggles against Pittsburgh this season so far will come back to bite the Islanders in the playoffs? I don't think so. I mean, we, we, we stick to our game. We're out playing them every time we've played, except maybe one game, and we won that game. It's crazy, but um, I don't think it'll bite us at all. We 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 played every team in the division generally well. Like we we beat Boston every time so far. The Flyers, you can argue those two games are rough. You know, it was overtime, but they've been kind of struggling recently. Pittsburgh again, we've been out playing them. Washington, those are two games I don't want to bring up. We beat the buff. We beat Buffalo every time. We beat the same um, the Devils twice, and we beat the Rangers three times. So like, yeah, I'm not I'm not worried. 
You know, it's not going to bite us. We're in great form right now, so I'm not, I'm not worried at all. And if we play Pittsburgh in the playoffs and if we stick to our game, you know, I think we steal some of those games and win the series. Well, here's your issue. You're talking besides Boston, the two teams like oh we like you're like I don't want to talk yeah. about are the two good other good teams in the division. I'm not worried about Pittsburgh. Look at how the Rangers swept the Carolina Hurricanes in the regular season and got swept by the Carolina Hurricanes in the playing round. As long as they're playing good, it doesn't matter. But bringing up Philly, that was probably our worst worst stretch of hockey all year, and we were able to get two points out of the those two games. Can't complain. Washington was a complete clusterfuck. We literally blew a 3 nothing lead, and then the other game we lost with 30 seconds left because Leo Cormorov decided to take a five-minute penalty and not play defense. You know, probably should get a point, or if not three, from that from the Washington series too. And we are still tied for first for the Mass Mutual East Division. Still not get used to saying that. Can't complain. Cannot complain. If we play Pittsburgh in the playoff series, you know, I don't think we'll sweep them again. Maybe we do, maybe we don't, but I'm not afraid of anyone. We're good. No, Pittsburgh is actually one of the, I think, teams of the, that's going to make the playoffs. I would, like, not fear, really, in the playoffs. They're really, I mean, again, we dominate them because outside of really the Crosby line, they're kind of a very dang average team, and their goaltending is not great, which will bite them eventually. Um, so they're definitely not a team I really worry about. It was obviously, that's, again, why it's beyond frustrating that we drop some points against them, but. Um, I I don't think it's it's something to worry about. Um, put those games behind us. And, um, continue this great run right now. For me, it's not even the Crosby line. Honestly, it's Malkin and Brian Rust that have had our number as of late. I know Crosby and Gensel. Yeah, that as well. We're really top six and all. I guess what I mean, like outside, like I feel like. When, we watched them, like, they're, when their bottom six on, we're in the offensive zone by the entire time. And then when Malkin and Crosby hop on, or they get a power play. No. It's a little even, but besides that, we just, it's, they're, not, they're not really that good of a team. Adam Pellick literally clamps Crosby down so much. He goes so hard against Crosby. I love it. I definitely feel like, because he can't be out there for Malkin and Rust, as well as Crosby and Gensel, obviously. So, I think, I don't know who they would match up against, probably Mayfield Letty. And that's when they take advantage because they're not yeah. the best defensively. But either way, not worried about them. Connor, anything you'd like you'd like to throw in? Uh, oh, y'all, y'all pretty much said everything. Um, I'm not I'm not too worried about anyone in particular. Um, we we I've got nothing. I don't know. That's fair. No, I mean we covered it pretty well. No need to force stuff. All right, Dylan asks, does this team have what it takes to do it all? Connor, you got to start us off here. <laughs> um, I could definitely see a uh, a Eastern Conference final appearance once again, but I I have yet to see how they. I don't know. I don't know about the finals, but I definitely know where. We, I think we can make it back to the the conference. Every few, maybe every few weeks, I kind of go on a little uh, YouTube rabbit hole. I go through every playoff game, every playoff game goal from this year, and it just amazes me how good we were in the playoffs last year. I loved it. Obviously, great time in the bubble. But now you're adding, you're taking out Devontae's, and you're adding Oliver Wallstrom and Noah Dobson to that picture. Now, 
You gotta be careful with injuries, obviously, to make another deep run, all that. Everyone has to stay healthy. Everyone has to be playing good. Everything has to be clicking. A lot of good things have to happen. But this team's really good. I would say openly with my heart, like, on putting my life on the line, we are a top four to five team in the league, at the very least, if not top three beside, behind maybe Vegas and Tampa. I Toronto, I don't give a fuck about them. Fuck Toronto. This team's very good. I would pick this team over any team any other week without being a biased fan. Maybe with being a little bit of a biased fan compared to going to Tampa. They played their hearts out. They could do it. I be- I fully believe in this team. I think they could do it. with If Walsham continues to score as much as he's been, anything could happen. Just got to play and work hard like this team always does. And they never fail to disappoint when they're working hard at least. Yeah, they're all, the Washroom adopts are only going to get better. Every game, they're going to get better. They're 20 years old. Like, they're only going to get better. So, and he, and Sorokin will get more time, too. He's only, he's 24. It is his first year, but he is 24. But you see him getting more and more comfortable each game. So, yeah, I, I 100% agree. Yeah, and you're you're replacing Taze with Dobson, and you're replacing Derek Broussard with Oliver Washroom. So, I 100% believe they can do it if they, everything goes to plan. I forgot Broussard existed, not gonna lie. Our Yotes. Our Yotes. Oh, oh, woo! Can't do it. The only weird thing is this year, I mean, I think we can we can make noise. The only weird thing is this year to consider, which I don't know, it's gonna be very interesting to see. I think even League Wide House is gonna go with the freaking, um, how uh, the division, obviously the first four teams like the playoffs got um, in each division. But after that round, it's reseeded based on regular season point totals, and you could play literally anyone. Like it, the, the the conference things out the window, really. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you guys read the article about like most intriguing matchups in the playoffs. Like you can literally play anyone. So um, I didn't read it. Playing. It's it's not. It's kind of confusing. I'm trying to read up on that, but it's not the traditional like playoffs. No, I get what you're saying. I'm saying I didn't read that article, but I'm assuming top three had to be Islanders versus Toronto. Yeah, that was actually NBC released their top five or something most intriguing Stanley Cup final matchups, and Islanders made places one of them. Like you can literally have two Eastern Conference or two Western Conference teams in the Stanley Cup finals this year. That would based on be how the scary. And, and the seating works. I don't so, want. I don't want Toronto to win a playoff series. Obviously, they're more than likely going to because the North Division is so bad. They're playing the fourth seed in the North Division, so they're basically playing. The New York Rangers or the Devils. Winnipeg or Mons, I don't know. Whoever's going to finish fourth there. Um, So they'll probably probably win around this year. It's so sad that the streak might actually come to an end because they don't got to play Boston. They lost to Columbus. They lost to Washington. Wouldn't it be funny? Imagine they they went and had to play Boston. That'd be so funny. I don't know if I'd... If we had to go against John Tavares in the Stanley Cup Finals... That would be probably the most draining series as a fan. Yeah. I don't even like hate the guy that much anymore. It's like it's whatever, but I don't want you don't want to see him lift the cup for Toronto against us. Oh my! I think yeah, I. Yeah, no, that'd be horrific. I would. Uh, wow, I can't even put into words how emotionally upset I'd be. Yeah. Let's hope they don't win a playoff series again. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll just suck and miss the playoffs. Who knows? Not going to happen. 
Um, from Dan, Danny Dimes, good old, good old Dimes. Why is Dobson so good? Uh, because he puts puck in back of net, as Steve Dangle would say. And he takes. Yeah, I don't think there's like a, I don't know, there's like a reason for it. I mean, he definitely. I think last year was so huge for him. Not even playing every game, but just being around the team and um, playing the games he played in and experiencing the bubble and all that. I think that was just. That was huge for him, and now he's he's like a he's so comfortable now. He's he got through all the kind of like rookie stuff and got all the butterflies out of the way. He's comfortable with the team, and he just slots right in. He knows his role. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the biggest reason for me and why he looks so good so far is because last year. Yeah, like another year in the queue would have done absolutely nothing for him. So that was a very really good decision by management to keep him up here. Even though those twenty, yeah, otherwise he'd have to this year he'd be getting adjusted to the NHL and maybe yeah, have some rough. even more bumps um, as a rookie. So yeah, I think yeah. last year was so critical. The other yeah, thing about sure. Dobson is how mature he is for a twenty-year-old. Such a good scare, like he breaks like share. I mean, obviously he's had a few blunders this year, but like overall, like most more than likely than not. Eight nine times out of ten, he breaks out the puck smooth as hell. Um, as a freaking how old is he? Is he twenty or is he twenty one? Twenty. Twenty one now, right? Oh, yeah, he just turned twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah, it's it's insane. He's so poised. Yep. That draft man is it's crazy. And then he got Bodie in Chicago too. You know, who knows? Um, Adrian asked, "What is your opinion on Wally?" Me sick. We brought it up at the beginning of the episode. Steve saw him live. American sniper. I saw that freaking snipe right in front of my eyeballs. It's Wally's world and we're living in it. Shout out to that guy who made that Wally world meme. Alright, AJ, you ready? Your favorite person has asked a question. I have a lot of favorite people, and none of them so are Kevin, actually my... Oh, Kevin has fuck asked a question Kevin. directly to you and to the podcast. It's going to be about Timo Werner or Liverpool, and I'm going to end it. No. My God. So you want the question to you first? Sure. What do you think about the quarterbacks in the NFL draft? I know NFL draft talk is his favorite. Um, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, QB1. Justin Fields, QB2. Uh, Zach Wilson, QB3. Trey Lance, QB4. Hopefully Steelers go up for Trey Lance and trade up. Fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> and then he asked for the pod, what year was Abraham Lincoln assassinated and what play was he watching? Connor, you know this one? Connor should know this, actually. Uh, it was 1865, and it was I was at the Ford's Theater. I don't remember what the, the play was called. The uh, fact that you know the year, the though, is kind of scary. Wow. No big deal. I don't know, man. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, next time I'll have That's the closest we've gotten to a Kevin answer. Like... No, I answered him. 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 Does your dad what not like? Answer? Does Big Man not like Casey? No, he loves Casey. I mean, I just I don't know. Maybe he saw what he does. Is Andrew, he is he in there? Yeah, I was just gonna say, yo. Well, 
Come here. What? I don't know. He wants you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He loves Casey. He loves the fourth line. I just, I, he goes on Twitter and he like reads fake rumors and follows her. Like, he thought Syndergaard was straight. He's like, oh, he called me? He's like, oh my god, Syndergaard was straight. He tells me Ken Rosenthal further. I did the same thing for Yager. I thought he was an Islander, like, 2014, 2015. I'm getting Dreisaitl. Just, I don't know if you can hear me. McDavid. He wants McDavid. No, I'm getting McDavid. I'm going to have McDavid and Dreisaitl on the same team. Oh, that's too bad. It's too bad. All right. If it was our American cousin. Oh, he died. Happy birthday, Craig, by the way. He just turned 50. Shout out. Shout out. Do you do it? Got the short and sweet. Yes, I mean, if you can get him, you have to. But will we get him? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> a few more. Victoria asked, "Do you think Bellows deserves a second chance, or did Trotz make the right decision to take him out?" Um, we talked about this before a little bit. Um, yes, he deserves it, but I don't think they should give him it right now. Because he made the right decision by putting Del Colin. Um, if that answers your question. So, yeah, he deserves one, but not right now. I don't want to change anything right now. He'll get it, yeah. He deserves it, man. Like, sure, he's been, he, he played okay when he was here, but, like, we haven't seen what he's been like in practices or, like, in, uh, in previous scrimmages. Like, has he really been trying to get that spot back from Dal Cole? Or is Barry Trout just. Like, just he knows that we can't switch up the roster right now, and he will get that chance. I don't I don't think, he, like, he'll immediately be put back in once Dal Cole starts playing bad. In trots we trust. Uh, like I said, I don't think Bellows really deserves another chance, but if he gets one, I'm not complaining. I do like Bellows. Hope he is good. I don't, I mean, I think he deserves one. Will he, I mean, right now, again, like... Oh, will he get ball, one? Like, I don't think he will get one. Do they deserve... Like, yes, again, like, again... There's a, again, we all, there's a good chance he might not be anything, like, especially on this team. Like, But, again, it's all situational. Like, right now, we're playing really well. There's no reason for him to be in the lineup until again, like, injuries happen. But, again, I'm, I'm not a fan of giving up people easily. Um, I mean, it was, he's played uh, 16 games. Obviously, he hasn't produced any. He's three points in 16 games. But um, he obviously needs to play. I'm not like saying just because he's played 16 games, he's 22, he automatically deserves time. That's not how it works. But um, I think it's also maybe a workout thing for him. I feel like that's why Barry was so short and snappy on him because I feel like some other guys Barry tends to have a longer leash, but Barry really kind of lashed on him. So it could be like kind of like a practice thing. Like we're not seeing behind the scenes. Uh, he doesn't seem like a guy that works extremely hard. Like I don't know, Walsh seems to be a really hard worker. Uh, he's earned his uh, his spot now. He's really earning it with his stats. But I don't know something about Kiefer just not something is not clicking right now with him. And obviously it's showing in the production. But that's just my like theory, I guess. Something maybe about his work ethic that we don't know about, or something like that. Because Barry wouldn't snap on something like that for no reason. Well, with Walshroom, if you read Stapes' article today, he basically said how scouts said he was over. I wouldn't say overweight, but he was bigger than he probably should have been. A little bit lazier and uh, fleet. Is it fleet of foot? Or his skating wasn't where it probably should have been for an elite prospect to go that high. And he took that to heart, and he's really turned it around ever since becoming a pro hockey player. 
uh, BC didn't do that good. AHL, he wasn't great, but he really started taking the quote-unquote inner details more seriously, and he just he fell in love with this game, and that's all we could ask for Wallstrom. I know this entire podcast has been us loving and riding Wallstrom as much as we do. We deserve it. He deserves it. Like, we've earned it. Uh, we, we as fans deserved it. He as a player deserved it. But for Bellow, it's just, I don't know, man. I He deserves another chance, long story short. Because he's, he's still just as a kid, but will he get it? I don't know. I don't want to say, oh, he doesn't deserve a chance. That's kind of like a dick thing to say. He's like only 22. But will he get it? I don't know. Next question. This is a quick thing on Morshram. I know, I think those games, even though it was 10 games, those games in Sweden was huge. Um, I know at BC, he was a really shitty team. And for a goal scorer to have like a shitty team, it really doesn't help you. And Bridgeport last year, an up and down season. So the those 10 games in Sweden, even though it was a short stint, it allowed him to work on his game, and his coach praised him and his de- def- uh, defense and his skating, so it was huge. So, uh, Next question is from Melissa. Where does the Islanders alternates rank among alternates around the league? I'd have to say pretty high. Um, just thinking about it, I really love our alternates. They're very nice. Good colors. You know, not too, not too much, but not too little. It's just perfect, and the logo, obviously, is awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan of our alternates. I don't, I don't really know like every everyone's team's alternates. San Jose I, I, has some sick alternates. I love their black jersey. I, really, I like again. I'm, I've always been a big fan of the orange numbers. I've always been a fan of mixing more orange in the Islanders because I think I got blue and orange are our main colors, and I feel like you never see any orange really. Our colors. Um, I've always wanted to mix more orange, so I'm a fan of that. The logo is obviously sick. Um, the white, the, the white, blue, and orange just, just they mix it perfectly. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of those I'd say yeah, Tampa and San Jose. Anyone else I can think oh, of off the top of my head? Winnipeg, too. Winnipeg, oh, Winnipeg's nice. baby blues. Oh, those are so nice. I, I have a line A from China. Love that jersey. Oh, the Kachina jerseys. Those are classics. Any other ones that we can think of on the top of our heads? Um, big fan of the Carolina thirds or no? I despise <laughs> everything about Carolina. Storm Surge B? Anaheim. Unless you said that. I didn't say Anaheim, but they kind of messed it up, though. Yeah, but those are nice. I was trying to think. I mean, I this is a very bold take. I know a lot of people don't like these, but I really do like the Toronto St. Pat's jerseys. I would yeah, love, I'd love to get a Matthews, but I can't wear a Maple Leafs jersey. As much as I love Austin Matthews. I'm looking at some of them now. Calgary's are nice. They have some, like, the Rutgers are nice, too. Colorado's are okay. Uh, nothing really else, Stan. Blues are kind of okay. The Bolts are nice. Yeah, that's actually pretty sick. Oh, AJ has, I think AJ has that. Kucherov. The Tampa one. I have my Kucherov dry fit shirt. That's yeah, the alternate. It's so fire. Like fading gray. Cal has a Vassal. I think, was it the Vassalski t-shirt or the jersey? I think it's a long sleeve he has. Long sleeve, that was so nice. I just, oh, Tampa, fuck Tampa for beating us, but Tampa makes some nice jerseys. That was a, that was a fun trip. I want to go back to Tampa. I was just thinking about that. I want to go back to Tampa. I'd say ours are top five, though, yeah. I think Jets might, Jets might be the only one I really like more than us. Maybe, that's might be it, honestly. I'm going to be the Jets, and then I like ours second. Calgary's pretty nice, too, other than that. Do you like the Sharks one? The Sharks alternates? The um, black ones. I have them up here. 
it's a freaking video. This thing. Um, sharks ones there. I don't know why. I yeah, love. Nice. I love. I love them. What are the Canucks know, ones? Pretty, the uh, skate know, it's jerseys. The, uh, it's, the more, it's the black, yellow, and red. The ones. skate jersey. What? The skate jersey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those are fire too. All right. I'm looking at this tier, and they put ours in awful. I mean, uh, whatever. Right. Next Crazy. question. Um, Joe asks thoughts on targeting Mangiapane at the deadline. Uh. <laughs> it's it's Mangia it's Mangiapani, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Mangiapani. Yeah. So um, sure. I don't know. The don't think might be sellers, but um, I mean, yeah, he's he's a good player. Yeah, I it think is. he'd he'd be a good third line piece. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely like him. He's good. You picked him up in fantasy, man. I did exactly. I mean, I'm, uh, last just... time the Kansas won of the player, it was Pajot, and it worked out pretty well. So I mean, yeah, if we get him, go yes. for him. Yeah, it's a sign. I don't know. Future GM. The Kanzo luck. They just have the magic touch. <laughs> Maybe we'll dra- we should have drafted Stutzel then. They want everyone. Like, they love these players. Everyone should just use a Stutzel sk- uh, stick tape also. <laughs> I, might, I might take my stick like that next time. <laughs> uh, last one. Uh, this is a fun little one. Who do you, uh, from Anthony, his brother, who do you think the Islanders should protect at the expansion draft? Alright, I don't know what the rules are, but obviously Barzal, obviously, um, Eberle, obviously Nelson, Pajot, um, I w- Beauvillier. Beauvillier, so that's five forwards. So is this is a fr- and one? Oh, yeah. yeah. Six four and one. I think you protect Bailey. You probably protect Lee. No, you don't need to protect Lee. There's no way they take a second. Do you second. take that risk, though? Do you take that risk with Anders Lee? Because let's say they do take him, because they have all the cap in the world, and they want Anders Lee for some reason, and you lose your captain, and no one... It would be odd for the Anders Lee, their captain, off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no chance. Even, even for, like, just, like, a statement, like, that... I, don't, I mean, I don't think we're yeah. insulted, but it's still kind of odd for a team to leave their captain. I guess, but if you were talking pure contract, then... Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But defense, it would be three. It would be Pelic, Pollock, and... Letty. Dobson's not eligible. Dobson's not eligible, so it's Letty. It'd be... Pelic, Pollock, Letty. Gotta be, yeah. I mean, I don't think... Maybe Mayfield. I'm not going to put Andy Green on there, obviously, but... And then goalies, <laughs> obviously, Varlamov, because Sorokin's not eligible yet. Yeah. Which, I mean, I mean honestly, I wouldn't have hated losing Varlamov a few months ago, but now you can't. He's so good. Yeah. Realistically, we lose no one, and we trade Bellows and a second, or a first-round pick, and Lad to Seattle, and everyone's happy. Yep. Yeah, before. Yeah, I mean, we did before. Hopefully, we'll do it again. If we don't make any trade to the deadline, that's that what I'm assuming. That, that freed, um, that freed the cap space for us to get Everly. We tried to show him from Everly after that, because Grabowski was five mil cap hit. Yep. And Berube, and Berube, you've lost you another million at least. Yeah. I believe that's gonna wrap it up. Hope you guys yep. enjoyed. It ended up being a longer episode than I anticipated, but <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Skates and Stakes. Thank you again. We'll be back next Thursday, if not sooner. Have a good one, everybody. Let's go, Islanders.